thin skin. My mother was off to her bedroom with one of her frequent and debilitating migraines. With the door locked, curtains drawn, the house silenced, she mothered from a deafening distance. Our carefully deadened home, with a church-like quiet, gave her comfort and provided the space she needed. During the week, I would discover many of the thin cracks and shallow crevices of my mother's mind and what she could accept from me. A can-do problem solver, I cobbled together weekly rituals through which I might pretend to be close to her and imaginatively pierce her thick veneer. The valedictorian of her high school and college, my mother kept the yearbooks documenting her many past achievements stacked on the living room bookshelves. Once a week, I'd pull all the books down off the shelves and laid them neatly in front of me. Now I was ready. Turning the pages one at a time, and always starting from the beginning, I discovered and rediscovered my mother's image in the group shots of clubs and associations. Held back till the very end of my devotional sessions was the final black-and-white glossy, a full-page portrait from the University of Toledo, her glorious face and hopeful expression gently tilted upward, revealing a slight smile. With her lips apart just a bit, she exposed her crooked front tooth, and I imagined she was about to laugh, a laugh that was meant for me. The caption? Marjorie Bloor Wenner. Brains and beauty. It packed a wallop every time. Friday evenings, after she concluded her week of teaching Latin to high school students, provided a few minutes of my mother's golden solo attention while I received my weekly hair shampooing. She would lift my tiny body and set me onto my back right on top of the kitchen counter, my head draped deep into the kitchen sink. Hair moistened, I held my breath, preparing myself for a rough and vigorous scrubbing as her long red nails dug deeply into my scalp. In my captive, supine position, I was tacitly given permission for just those few minutes to gaze at her, examine her intensely, and not look away. Shampoo burned the eyes in those days, so I had about a minute before the stinging set in. Then, succumbing to the pain, I reluctantly closed my eyes and blindly felt her hands roughly flutter over my head. The ritual hurt and burned, but I took it without a whimper. Occasionally on Sunday mornings, With the hoover safely wedged between us, I slacked off and let myself hope and imagine that she felt what I felt as I lay on the carpet and wallowed amid Isolde's words through Kirsten's voice. But that was all in my naive imagination. She dodged her young daughter's body, occasionally sucking a few strands of my hair into the hoover, which did push a yelp out of me. With no apology, she aimed the hoover in the other direction bringing about mixed emotions. I wanted her to see me, even if it hurt, but she was simply cleaning the rug. Chagrined, I saw my error and righteously banished her to a spot in the background chorus, blending harmoniously with her hoover. Her psychic, whipping umbilical cord receded, just a coiled-up prop to be thrown off stage. Kirsten retook center stage planting her feet squarely at the threshold of my ears and young life. Kirsten was my mother. As I bowed my time throughout the very long week while I waited for shampoo, heavy picture books, and Kirsten on Sunday mornings, a gauzy gray cloud washed over me. I was born a pint-size sart.
My life's purpose, the unanswerable question. This quandary, which I did not understand, let alone want to face, demanded frequent relief. Sleep became the stopgap I could reach for, perhaps control, and I slept hard, often, like a dead dog. Not, however, to achieve the usual sense of relief after a long and tiring day. Rather, when I slept, I could mentally tuck myself up on a very high shelf. For a time, my brain unraveled and relaxed, temporarily deadened to all troubling ideas and perceived slights. Midday, or at any time at all, I crawled unnoticed into my bed. Everyone sleeps, but not everyone could use music the way I did. If sleep was an unconscious draft of life-saving elixir, music was its waking counterpart. Both offered me a way to forget my wearying existential dilemma and to shove aside.